Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 314. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a good show today. Uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, Tony's Weekend. Yes, it seems like uh, we always kick it off with it's Tony's becoming Weekend. becoming a new, new segment. And it, it could be again next week because I'm going to a wedding this Friday, but we'll see because we could have some other exciting things going on on next week's podcast. So stay tuned. That is a mystery preview. But uh, yeah, no. So this past weekend on Saturday, I was invited by some uh, <clears throat> some friends of mine to check out a brewery in Laguna, which was uh, in the canyon because um, that's just where it was. I don't know why I was saying because, but Laguna is a uh, big canyon out there, but this was located like in in the canyon, and it was it was cool, and it was uh, also cool as in cold, but also a cool venue. And the reason we went there is because uh, they like this. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. Uh, mostly talking to Andy here, but uh, a sublime cover band called the Burritos. Don't know. Oh yeah, no. Well, <clears throat> they just do sublime covers. Do and- they do it with Rome? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Yeah, the, is is it burritos with Rome? Yeah, who's burritos with Rome? Okay, so that's a reference that's going over your head. Okay, you remember when Sublime Rome came was back a little like fifteen yeah, years ago, little fat Hawaiian kid? So They're like, you can you can. You be know, I was our, never really big on listening to Sublime, if I'm being honest. So, like fifteen years ago, they came back with a new singer because obviously the singer was dead. Mm-hmm. But like Sublime was basically just a singer. The other people just played some music. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the songs, so it was kind of like in bad taste, but he was like a kid who was like younger than us who like was now touring with the band, but the uh, estate would not allow them to be called sublime. So they had to call themselves sublime with Rome. It was like <laughs> the movie Rockstar or something. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, this has happened before mm. like queen and stuff like that. They've done that where you have like the other guy saying it's like, nah, it's not the same. Don't do that. Yeah. But didn't yeah. queen do it with like an actual singer? Yeah. And so was Rome. I <laughs> no, assume. he wasn't. I don't know. I don't know who he is or if he's still alive or if his name was even Rome, but I'm sure it's like Philip or something. <laughs> he just probably lives back on the main island of Hawaii. Like <clears throat> he just moved home. But I, I feel like we hijacked Tony's story. No, no, your guys are. No, that's, I was, that was very insightful. Yeah. But uh, anyway, back to the burritos. They are a uh, just cover band of Sublime, just do only Sublime songs. And I think what they end up basically doing is I don't know who knows. Who in it? Because Sublime was local, right? Were they Garden Grove or something? Long Beach. Long Beach. So that's why they had a song about Garden Grove, but they're yeah. Long Beach. But well, so he lived in both places. So uh, they, I think these guys must know families or something because the whole thing of it is too is that they uh, they have a charity that goes towards like the Bradley, whatever his last name was, fund about like mental, like don't addict- do heroin. Yeah, ad- <laughs> like drug addiction help and stuff like that. Because that is what it was, right? It wasn't suicide, was it? Was it just an heroin. overdose or was it a suicidal? It was heroin. No. Just overdose? Uh, the album was about to come out. So he wasn't ready to kill himself. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it's one of those things about like getting, uh, you know, for people to get help and whatnot. But uh, also, I, it turned out I didn't even know this until like halfway when we were through being there that uh, our buddy's girlfriend that we went with is actually like cousins with 
one of the members or something like that. So it was like, okay, so there was kind of a little bit of a correlation there of why uh, they were going to go randomly see the burritos in a canyon in Laguna. But good time nonetheless. So for any of you out there that haven't been to uh, this brewery in Laguna, I wouldn't mind checking it out. Or I, you guys. <laughs> yeah, Tony will go with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is this going? I meant like you guys should check it out. Laguna Brewery. Wait, <laughs> I forget what the name of it was. Can you uh, click the little thing this there? This is so the I can... best live read <laughs> Laguna ever. Laguna Beach Beer Company. <laughs> the Laguna Beach Beer Company. <laughs> is, uh, it's right there in the canyon. It would be probably great in the summer, honestly, because it was a little chilly on Saturday there. But uh, <clears throat> good place to go to in the summer. And uh, I would recommend it. Yeah, Laguna Beach is an awesome spot. Oh, yeah. Very good. Um well, moving on. Uh, last week, if you guys remember, we talked about celebrities who either lost to their drug habit, like uh, uh, Sublime, yeah, or Bradley Noel, or uh, overcame their drug habit. And I, uh, I pulled up a couple of lists of uh, both. So uh, here's just a few, and uh, these are the people that unfortunately did not come out of it, uh, including Heath Ledger. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Mac Miller, Prince, uh, Michael Jackson. So recognizable names. Um, any off the top of your head, guys? Um, that overdosed on drugs? Yeah, a million people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a like, lot of musicians. Amy Winehouse, I yeah. think, was one of them. I don't know why that was the first girl that came, first person that came to my head, but it was. <laughs> yeah, I've got a list, and I mean, there's so many on here. This thing starts... Yeah. This is a Wikipedia page. It starts in 1876. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the list of people that like recovered are probably like all musicians too, because like every single musician was on drugs. So well, I've got a, a quick list yeah. here of recovered ones. Demi Lovato, obviously uh, Robert Downey Jr. Danny Trejo, mm. Drew Barrymore, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Ooh. Potter himself, <clears throat> Dax Shepard, mm. Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah. Simon Pegg, Elton yeah. John, Jamie Lee Curtis, Carrie Fisher. Uh, she well, <laughs> did pass away. Yeah. It caught up to her eventually. Yeah. Ava Mendez, Brad Pitt. Is this just drugs or does alcohol like? It's definitely count? alcohol too. Yeah. yeah, it's either or. Uh, Justin Bieber, Zac Efron, Sam Jackson, Fergie. Well, I would I would say Justin Bieber is still pending, right? I mean, he's he not got Spielberg, uh, he's a Christian he? now. He has like um, Lyme disease or something like that. I don't know. He has some yeah. sort of illness. No, I know he has. He, he does have Lyme disease, but I don't think he's, he's not like sober though, is he? I don't know. I think he is because he's a Christian now. Well, he, so? always, he always was. Yeah, he was always big in church. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Naomi Campbell. <clears throat> uh, Jane Fonda. And Jesus drank wine also. <laughs> Just so you know. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the big one like that people think of of like drug users that is somehow still alive, that did a lot of drugs, of course, is Keith Richards. Keith Richards, that, that's what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> How many drugs did he did? All of the drugs, and he's still going. So, And he's probably still doing drugs. I think yeah. he's, he's sober. I read his book a couple years ago, and it's phenomenal uh, if you're a Stones fan. But uh, there was one instance where he should have died. He was It was after a tour. They were on like an island in the Bahamas that you know someone owned, maybe Richard Branson's island or something. And he was sitting like on a you know palm tree that was leaning sideways, you know how they do over there. 
and he jumped to another one to try and get off and he lost his grip and fell back and hit his head on a rock and was just internal bleeding Willie Mays style. Um, they rushed him to another island on a helicopter and uh, I think they had to take him ultimately to New Zealand, uh, the other island, and they uh, doctor That's saved his point. life. He would have died. Yeah. That's what the doctors are here for. Yeah. To save your life. So, yeah, drugs, uh, not to sound like, uh, is it Mr. Mackey, but drugs are bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, is mm-hmm. Aldous Snow uh, still clean? Do we know? Uh, Probably. He's a big conspiracy theorist guy now. <laughs> I'm talking about the character, not yeah. the actual actor. Yeah. Uh, my guess is he's back on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> the the actor is also uh, an example. I'm sure he did drugs in real life. Uh, Russell Brand. I think honestly, the actor is just. I mean, the character is just based on yeah. him solely, almost. Yeah. It's like uh, anything I have to do for wardrobe or character. No, <laughs> this is a, a documentary we're filming. Yeah. So um, this was, if you remember, this was prompted by um, Tom Sizemore, who we said was he wasn't dead yet, but he was at the end and. I think a couple days after last week's episode, he was dead. So, um, yeah, just RIP to all of those people. Yeah. Judy Garland. Sure. There's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if she didn't die early, she'd be dead by the time we were alive, right? I don't know about by the time we were alive. 1901. No, that movie came out in 1938. It seems like it was 1901. Because it took place in 1901. That's true. That's probably why I'm thinking it. Howard Hughes. I saw the movie. Yeah, is everybody from The Wizard of Oz dead? Didn't they used to say some of those munchkins were still alive? But I oh, feel like shit. That's a fucking thing. I don't know. No, they got all be dead now because that movie came out 90 years ago almost. Yeah. Those munchkins would have to be like, you know what? Now that I'm weirdly saying this, you I can't feel... say munchkin either. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <clears throat> no, they were the Lollipop Guild. They were munchkins. <laughs> they called themselves munchkins. I know. So. I honestly feel like I've heard this somewhere and maybe we can look it up, but I could have sworn I saw something like a year, a few years ago that said that the last remaining munchkin of the wizard of Oz had passed away, making it. So everybody that was on that set had deceased. Maybe we could find that out. Yeah. I'm looking on IMDb and they're actually listed as the singer midgets as a whole, not even individual. Well, I mean, I think maybe if you just, if it was just a Google search of, is anybody still alive? (laughs) (laughs) It's very existential. (laughs) Who's to say in this world? But yeah, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, uh, no, but yeah. Um, yeah, and it's crazy. This list, I mean, obviously, this is just uh, Wikipedia, but it just continuously st- uh, scrolls. River Phoenix, Elvis Presley. Lamar Odom. He's alive. I know. Oh, recovered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andy, the people I just named had passed. Okay. Well, <laughs> River Phoenix is not alive. No. All right. Uh, well, yeah, so that's uh, Johnny Thunders, a nice... Uh, <laughs> Look at what not to do. Um, All right. Well, let's move along and uh, let's talk about the Penguin movie. That's a TV show. So let's get that right first. Let's talk about the Penguin TV show. (laughs) An HBO series. This is for real and happening because we've actually seen evidence that it is happening. So Colin Farrell identifies as a penguin now. Yeah. So they they said they were going to do this. Colin Farrell's like, I'm going to do a Penguin series um, taking place after the events of the Batman movie. 
And yeah, it's it's for real. You can see he's he's back in the makeup, back in the suit. I assume. I don't think he's uh, getting weight for the role, but um, they did announce some other cast members in this series. That um, so it's it's taking place immediately after the events of of the Batman, where um, Falcone has passed, and there's a power vacuum, and uh, who's going to take over organized crime in Gotham? So uh, Clancy Brown is going to be playing uh, Salvatore Moroni, so the uh, the other big uh, Italian mobster in the in the Batman universe, uh, important character. Um, and then uh, Kristen Milioti playing Sophia Falcone, the Falcone's daughter. So um, it, it sounds like it's going to be a, just a crime thing. Uh, I don't think Robert Pattinson is going to be in this TV show, but uh, that's great. Like, I want to see I'm in. the rise of the Penguin, the realistic gangster version, and, you know, not the Danny DeVito one as much as I love that. Um, so I think this is an interesting idea. I'm sure at some point these asshole producers be like, well, what if we open up the universe and then DeVito can come back and Mr. Freeze can be there and it'll be so much fun. That'll be in the other DC movies. Yeah. They're locking this one up. Yeah. And this is, you know, just Batman. So, I mean, that's too much villain. If you have Mr. Freeze in there with the penguin. Yeah. And there's really no like logic. How would they ever team up? Yeah, I, um, I mean, what? Why would they? You know, well, they have a common enemy. Mm-hmm. Although I guess penguins like the cold. Exactly, Ooh. Andy. I didn't think yeah. about that. So Mister Freeze could cold up the place. Yeah, steal his penguins. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's a million comic books that actually do have a storyline like that, but yeah, I've not seen in this show. I've seen some uh, of the footage, photos of. Uh, Colin Farrell walking around in his little purple sport coat with his, uh, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein looking face. And, uh, yeah, I mean, do we know when this is supposed to be coming out? Probably end of this year, the soonest. These HBO shows take a long time. They, they want to get them right. Yeah. It's not like the old days of like six weeks later, the episode's out. So is this an actual HBO show or is this like HBO Max where they are just like, here it is? Or is this supposed to be like, Game of Thrones. I don't know. I think when these originally envisioned, this was like, oh, this is HBO Max. But like the new management has kind of been trying yeah. to kill anything that's HBO Max exclusive. Because why me, not? Why not just put it on TV as well? Well, yeah. To me, HBO Max means here was a Tyler Perry budget and HBO is, well, here's a Christopher Nolan budget. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I've struggled to see the difference when I'm watching it on the HBO Max app anyways. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the the Peacemaker show, which is another DC show that I, I thought was great with John Cena. I think that was actually HBO Max. That was that didn't air on HBO TV. But I mean, that was that was a good budget and that was a, a fun show. So. Yeah, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I, I don't know. I think they they give some money to it, but I don't know. They're doing weird things, you know. Yeah, brothers are still trying to figure out the whole thing. Uh, but this is a good idea. I'm excited. All right, uh, let's talk about Zorro. Is uh, Banderas back? No. Uh, I don't know if you happen to see my little notes here, but they, it is not Antonio Banderas returning as Zorro for a, a Disney Plus series. Uh, it is Wilmer Valderrama. It's like um, his son. Fez. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not Fez in real life, and in case you didn't know, but he, um, Has he... I don't even know if I've really ever seen him in anything else other than being Fez. 
<clears throat> other than like Yo Mama, how yeah, doing that like show was. cameos and stuff as as himself. Now, he's done like ten years of NCIS or something like that. Okay, so just that's a good why. paycheck. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so can he pull this off, or it'll be too hard? It's such a different character. You need he needs to be believable as just smooth and. I feel like that cool. seventy show has been. I would say that seventy show has been so far off. But then again, he just came back in that nineties show as yeah. Fez. I felt like he was probably the best coming as coming back as his character. Oh yeah. Oh, he was the most. So. He had the most roles. I think yeah, almost line time. Yeah. But well, they also. The I I read that he went Daniel Day Lewis and didn't break character. Uh, you know, after the show ended, he just was lost in his character. Yeah. Hmm. So is Fez playing Zoro then? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> it's me, Fez. <laughs> Uh, but Zora's a, Zora's a cool character and, and like so influential and like that's from like the 20s or something and it's like a precursor to all the superheroes and everything. And I never saw uh, The Mask of Zoro. I saw I it as a kid. It. I watched it for the first time in like 20 years a couple months ago on Netflix. But I was I, like, this is, this is a fun movie. But I will say what's funny is that my dad, like back in this is in the 90s, early late 90s, early 2000s, when he got his like surround sound. Whenever he, you know, it's one of those things where he'd have people come over and he would just show, throw on a beginnings or certain scenes of a movie that made the surround sound sound good. And one of the ones he liked, there was like three different things he loved throwing on all the time. But one of them was the Mask of Zorro, the opener, when he's got the sword the swords and he here, does yeah. the Z and it sounded good. The other one <laughs> he really liked, which was funny, was uh, in Gladiator, I think it is, when there's a scene where they're shooting bow and arrows through the sky and you can just like hear him like, whoosh, whoosh, Pretty good. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny stuff, man. Back then, you know, people like to, that was a guy's thing, man. They like to uh, show off their surround sound. Not too many people yeah. had a surround sound back in the the 90s. That was you know? a big time right there. Yeah, my dad used to always go to this place. I don't know if you guys remember it. In the Tustin, you guys probably remember it. The fries. Tustin Marketplace called The Good Guys. No, I don't. It was, it was close to where uh, I think Chick Sporting Goods was. Okay, it sounds like something, but I don't remember it. No. And they had this room in there that was like a surround sound room, and yeah, I mean fries have that. That's what. Yeah, we're from a different area, I guess. We're, oh, yeah. we're a fries kids. Fries is now an Amazon fulfillment center. Pretty yeah, soon. that's the world. All right. Uh, yeah, Zorro coming to Disney <laughs> Plus probably end of this year or something like that. Um, Disney needs more stuff, so I'm. I'm Cool that they're doing this, but um, the other cool thing is when I watched that Zorro movie, I was like, "So where's this supposed to take place?" Because he's like Spanish, but he's actually Mexican, but is in the past. And like some of those stories are like, "Oh, this is Orange County," just you know, eighteen. Yeah, it was, I think it was Riverside. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh shit. So this one that said he's uh, visiting the town of Pueblo, Los Angeles, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's an LA movie. All right, good shit. Perfect. Um, Does he have to just, like fight? People stealing shit from a Walgreens and hobos. Yeah, no, there's the one scene where Jake Gyllenhaal steals an ambulance and drives it through the town. Yeah. Crazy stuff. He can use his sword to cut the tire. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Bernthal being Punisher. I thought this is already a thing. He was the Punisher. Um, they haven't made any new Punisher stuff in like five years. They they canceled all the Netflix Marvel so stuff. So he's back as the Punisher? But he's back. They announced uh, today that he is coming back in the Daredevil TV show, John Bernthal as the Punisher. And it's just, I don't know why. I was thinking about this randomly sometime recently. Like, that was such good casting. That'd be a shame if he doesn't come back because, like, just do it. Like, if Marvel's having some struggles right now, just bring someone cool back like that. Like, John Bernthal should be in more things. 
He's just good. So this is great news. Vincent Dionfrino is uh, in there too. Uh, the bug man from Man in Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the the kingpin. So yeah, that was a great that was a great casting for that whole show. He's trying to find a cat. <laughs> that was a good impression. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, I liked uh, Thomas Jane's Punisher. I thought that one was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, I don't think I've seen any of the new ones though. There's too much stuff to watch. It's it's impossible. Yeah. Speaking of more stuff coming, uh, let's talk about some trailers like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, this is one of the uh, movies that was on the the preview last week. Um, it's like I know nothing about it other than Seth Rogen is producing it. Uh, but we first we got our first trailer. Um, Rogen is is in it as um, Bebop or Rocksteady. I can't remember which one. And John Cena is the other one. Those are the uh, the like Warthog and the Rhino. If you if you remember the the old cartoon there. Um, this looks wonderful. I'm, I'm very excited about this weird ass animation. that doesn't look like anything I've seen before. Um, a ton of people voices. Seth Rogen's just calling up his friends. I saw Paul Rudd in the cast, uh, Rose Byrne, ice cube, um, Jackie Chan, a splinter. That'll be love that. Yeah. Um, although he's, he's Chinese, not Japanese. Shouldn't they be Japanese? Right. Oh, I think that's correct. Doesn't China own Japan also? Yeah, back then, I guess, you know, it was hard. Couldn't really figure all that stuff out. Um, but the other interesting thing about this is that uh, the turtles are all voiced by, like, literal children, um, which has, like, not been the thing. Like, they've, they're called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they've been basically adults. They fight bad guys. This makes it look like they are legit kids in this. Well, so. it's a lot weirder if you call it, like, Tweenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or just, just leave out the teenage part. It's not as funny, you know? Mutant Ninja Turtles. That just sounds yeah, like a mean thing that happened more. in a lab. And, you know, it's yeah. just like, shut down the lab. You're being dicks. But, I mean, they were always into, like, skateboarding and eating pizza and having fun. But they, like, they came off more like maybe 19-year-olds where these ones come yeah. off as, like, 13-year-olds. And it's like, that's an interesting choice there. Yeah. Well, maybe this is, uh, you know, the beginning, the origin story of it all. It, it is. It is supposed to be so, like their first mission. They or have whatever, big grand plans. It's going to spin off into 50 different, you know, movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Nickelodeon paid a lot of money to buy the rights to this. So they're going to they're gonna make more of these. Yeah. Um, and then someday they'll cross over with Doug, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> yeah. Got to use all your, uh, your IP there. Put them on guts. <laughs> Very good. All right, let's talk about the Haunted Mansion. No Eddie Murphy this time. No, this is a entirely different project, uh, but looking like it's going to be much closer to uh, adapting the ride. Um, so some people buy a Haunted Mansion, and then a bunch yeah. of other people are hired to help them clear the ghosts out. And you know, looks looks like a lot of references to the ride, which is which is all good, all good with me. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. My question is, what is Danny DeVito's character? Some sort of medium. They're all going to be mediums, right? They can all talk to ghosts. What if he's the little hitchhiker the whole time? And that's like a twist at the end of the movie. No, I think that's that's Jared Leto. He's the little hitchhiker? I think so. You realize they hired one of the shortest actors in Hollywood. (laughs) Why not utilize him? No, the only person who was shorter was Vern Troyer. Yeah. That's a missed opportunity. And maybe misdirection. Maybe it's on purpose. They want you to think that, Andy. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, speaking of ghosts, 
Ghosted. This was another thing in the preview last week, and I said I knew nothing about this other than Apple spent a lot of money on it, and it had Anna de Armas and Chris Evans. Uh, so we watched this trailer, and we're like, oh, this is just a romantic comedy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, okay, he gets ghosted. that uh, She stops returning his calls. Um, but it, We hate when that happens. But it reveals, oh, the reason why that happened is because she is so, in the CIA. Uh, it's exactly. Like, and it was funny in that trailer because it's like it is so good with, you know, modern time because it talks about how like he's sending her all these text messages. And it's like that's just the big thing with online dating now is people are messaging someone. They maybe meet up with them and then they go to text them and they do get ghosted. And you eventually, at least for me, out of experience, as you get over it, you don't bother texting anymore. You're like, oh, whatever. As uh, my buddy once told me, there's a new bus every 15 minutes. So it's always, you know, always someone else out there. If something doesn't work out. And uh, so he's like, you know what? She must be busy with work. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go find her at like wherever she's at. And after that's after like, you know, 50 unread messages, 20 unread messages he sent her. And it's like right then I was like, that's so dumb because what? not so dumb. But I mean, like you're going to give people false hope if this works out. If this was going to be a romantic comedy, I was like, this is going to give people false hope. They're going to be like, yeah, I'll do that. And then no, you're going to it's going to backfire in the real world. But because this is Hollywood. Turns out that she was busy with work, like you noted, because she is in the CIA. And it's like, let me just tell you, people out there listening, she's not in the CIA. If it's your girl that's ghosting you, okay? She doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. Move on. There is a also you our don't love look doctor. Like Chris Evans. <laughs> Remind yourself that you are not Chris Evans either. Yeah, so. that also yeah, it also does help to be Chris Evans. <laughs> you guys may remember him from not another teen movie when he makes the <laughs> banana split. <laughs> I think about it often, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's wow. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Good. Well, there's our, our two resident love doctors. <laughs> uh, but that's right. Apple, so you're going to you're gonna have to pay uh, Tim Cook some money if you're going to want to see that one. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at... If you, if you buy a new phone or device, they usually yeah. give you three months, or you can get a discount, probably still at Costco, I think, for a year. But... It's not 20 bucks or anything. It's probably like 60 or 70 bucks, which is a lot to watch a movie. All right. Uh, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony. That is T O N Y. For 65% off at checkout, this dog leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. uh, Off-road, how many things do you have? Well, I've got two plus a TV update. A TV update. Okay. Uh, Tony Katz? I actually have three. Whoa. But I mean, I guess one was the one we watched together. So, okay. I mean, oh. that's fine, though. I have two. Uh, you want to lead us off then, Tony Katz? Yeah, I'll knock out a couple. So, the first one, I I mean, last week we watched the Megan one together after the podcast. I know Andy had already seen it, but it was Dobby and I's first time seeing it. And, uh, you know, I always enjoy those little creepy uh, doll movies. And uh, I think what makes this one... What makes this movie scary is it's like, how far off is it from the future? Like, you know, as a kid, you see these Goosebumps episodes with Slappy the doll or whatever. And 
Well, that's magic. Yeah, exactly. So like those are creepy, but they don't, you know, it's like, yeah, same thing with the Chucky, with the Krusty, the clown and the Halloween horror Simpsons episode. It, it is. It's cursed. It's magic. But these AI dolls, it's like, how far away really are we from an AI doll like that? That really would, you know, be attached to a person and really would be like their little sidekick and would, if it was programmed wrong, would try to eliminate somebody that was that it saw bothering you or something. So I don't know. It was, uh, I mean, I guess overall I enjoyed it, but it's it, just the only thing creepy about it really, I thought was just like, how far away is this from the truth? <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. It's kind of a goosebumps style movie. Yeah. And that actually leads me to my next one. <clears throat> the one I, the other one I did watch was a uh, goosebumps. <laughs> the movie again, I rewatched oh. it oh, and I'm going to tell you, I'm glad I did because <clears throat> It was actually, uh, the one thing about it was it was actually funnier than I remembered. There was a lot of decently good funny scenes that actually made me laugh a little bit. Uh, one of them, Sean, I don't know if you, did you ever see this one, Sean? You did, right? We all, I'm sure we all saw it together. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the cop in it is the, is the one funny guy from, uh, um, Veep. Yeah. The, isn't it Richard Split? Yeah. The tall dude. The tall guy. Oh, it's Jonah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh. He, uh, there's a, a part when I guess they knock on R.L. Stein's door because, uh, the guy, the kid again, I forgot it was the same kid from 13 reasons why that's in yeah, like everything in every weird horror movie, scary movie, funny, <clears throat> scary movie. Yeah. And he, uh, he thought he heard a, uh, or he did hear a scream and called the cops for domestic disturbance at R.L. Stein's house. And right when, uh, he knocks on the door, the cops knock on it, R.L. Stein opens it. And then the tall cop, the funny guy is basically teach in train uh the his little blonde cop is in training and right when he opens the door she just goes freeze you're under arrest and he's just and then like the cop looks at him and looks at her and just goes no not yet but i love your enthusiasm <laughs> and it's like they're both just like stupid cops and it's just like it, i don't know that scene for whatever reason just made me crack up i don't know if it's because it's that guy and that guy just does such a good job being a weird guy but yeah, I think are they making another one? I hope so. A Disney Plus series. Because the only reason why is because I completely forgot at the end of the first one they, they did, leave well, that cliffhanger they made a sequel. Are you serious? We watched it. Did we? Yeah. yeah there's a second one. Oh. They just didn't. It didn't include a lot of the same people. Man, I don't remember. So like, Arl Stein one. wasn't in it. Like Jack Black just does the voice of of the the doll, so he's not in it like mm. physically. Um, and the, yeah, that Ken Jong was in it instead of the cop. That's like the, the comic I, relief. Did I really watch that one? Yeah. Damn. It wasn't as good. Yeah. I remember. But, but they're doing a Disney plus series. So very good. That'll work. Good. Yeah. All right. I was actually wrong. Those were the only two I watched. I thought I watched something else, but I didn't. So All I right. guess the only other thing is just, I've been still jamming out on Seinfeld. Nice. Which I love. Um, off road. Do you want to do your two? Let me do my TV update here. Um, so I haven't finished anything new. I usually talk about something after I finish it, but I have been still watching things. Uh, still, like I'm going very slowly. Uh, watched a couple more episodes of that 90s show, and it, it, it does get better the further you get into it because you get the characters a little bit. Um, also watched a few more of Poker Face, and this is this is really enjoyable. Like none of you have gotten into it, but it's it's so delightful. It's just, and it's... It's a new new story every week, so it's like not that much of an investment. 
And it's like you get to meet new characters and weird people. And like this last one I watched, it was a a band that had a hit in the 90s. And now they're all in their 40s and they're trying to, you know, still go on tour. And maybe if they can write one more album, they can make a little more money. Um, and it's just like an interesting group of characters right there. Um, and one of the people in the band um, is like the the songwriter, lead singer of, of a band that I like. And it was really cool seeing him and having him write some like funny songs for this episode. But um, yeah, that's, that's a really enjoyable, nice show that I'm happy it, it exists. It's not, it's not like an HBO type, like you're going to feel terrible after watching it or it's like the most important thing in the world. It's just kind of light entertainment and, and that's great. Um, so yeah, that's on Peacock. If you don't, if you don't remember, that's poker face. Um, and then, yeah, the opposite of that is, is the last of us, which I'm still watching. That's, uh, got one more episode left, and it is uh, fun to watch it and comparing it to the game because it was based on a game that already exists that I played multiple times already. Um, and just seeing like where where they had to like try to change things and where they didn't change anything at all. And it kind of like makes you appreciate how well written that video game was um, that like it's like, hey, this scene was just word for word lifted straight from a game. And it's good enough to be a, a good scene in a good popular HBO show. So um, it's great. Yeah, I haven't gotten into that. Yeah. It's, There's too much to watch. Is, is there, though? There is. <laughs> yeah, you got to finish all your uh, Yellowstone spinoffs. Yeah. Well, I'm caught up on those. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll go in for mine. Then you can close out with the rest of what you had off-road. I watched... The uh, I didn't watch it live, but Netflix's first ever live thing was uh, Chris Rock's comedy special. Uh, I believe it aired Saturday over the weekend. I watched it on Sunday. Now, uh, I don't know if this is still going on, but you know how like if you have a pay-per-view event and you pay for it, uh, it gives you, you know, the event is starting in soon or an Apple keynote or whatever it is. Like it, it's showing this, you know, dead time just as a countdown. It starts with that. Even when you're, you know, going to play it 16 hours later. Uh, and it goes for a while. I fast forward at least like an hour. I, I think the whole thing showed like almost four hours of, you know, footage uh, through and through. There's a pre-show at the comedy store with uh, people. I, I didn't watch that. I kept scrolling. I, I mean, I've got things to do, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, finally get to the the show. And uh, I mean, I, I like Chris Rock. I think he's pretty damn funny. It's, it's very good. Obviously, everyone's been talking about the Will Smith portion of it all. And he doesn't get to, to that until the very end, but he does get to it. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's terrific. It, it's very good. Um, very enjoyable. I haven't watched a, a comedy special in a little while it has been pretty awesome and this one's pretty good. Um, so yeah, check it out. I'm sure that's one of the most watched things probably for the next couple weeks on Netflix. Um, very good. And, uh, the last thing I watched, I've been wanting to see this. I heard it was pretty good. I got a, there's a promo going on through Hulu for stars for, I don't know, three bucks a, a month for three months or something. So I've been wanting to watch a movie called Fall, which is on Stars from 2022. This is about uh, two girls who are friends that are uh, you know free climbers, climber people, 
and they climb a uh, gigantic t- old TV tower somewhere in Texas. And uh, things go wrong. They kind of get stranded at the top. And uh, it's a survival thriller kind of a thing. And there's a nice twist uh, at the end I didn't see coming. It might be more obvious to, to others. But, uh, yeah, what do you do when you're stuck 2,000 feet in the air with no cell uh, signal and no rope to get you down uh, in the middle of nowhere? Watch yeah, fall sounds- and you'll find out how to, to how to do it. Sounds horrifying. Yeah, so pretty it's good. Real uh, life stuff, yeah. Quiet little kind of movie. Uh, Scott Mann directed. You should uh, watch Party Down. Yeah, I, I know. I, I saw that's on there. We'll see, P- perhaps. Yeah, Stars doesn't have very many things, and I'm like... I know, that's mm. why I, at first I was like, eh. But I've been wanting to see this, and uh, I don't know where it'll be any, uh, anywhere anytime soon. So you can watch it on Stars or rent it if, you, if you're inclined. Yeah. All right, Andy, close us out. All right, well, I watched uh, two movies that came out this week in the theaters, um, and they're probably my two favorite movies I've seen so far this year, so that's whoa, uh, pretty nice. Uh, the first one is Operation Fortune, a ruse de guerre. So this is the uh, the Guy Ritchie movie that I talked about like a month ago saying that it disappeared, and no one ever knows when it's going to come out. That It was supposed to come out last year, and it got removed from the schedule, and no one knows if it will ever be released uh, well, it was. They kind of quick released it. They're like, I think two weeks ago, they're like, hey, it's coming out. You can see it now. Um, Why was this pulled again? So there's a couple things, it's a couple theories, and I think one of them makes a lot of sense now. Um, the bad guys are Ukrainians, and this was supposed to come out uh, like that's March right. 10th or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fuck, <laughs> like we can't have the bad guys be Ukrainians in this. It's going to look really bad. So why not um, just change them to Russians? They did change them to Russians, <laughs> uh, but they took up some time. I guess they probably had to re-record some some dialogue and do that shit. Um, but I don't know. That's not a huge deal. The other reason I think it might have been pulled is that the plot of this movie is eerily similar to the Nicolas Cage movie from last year, uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. What um, it is has very very similar plot points, and you know uh, that's on Stars, it. by the way. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so the plot of this is, uh, Jason Statham is a, a spy. He's working for like an independent organization, not for a government. So it's like these different rival spy companies, I guess. And, uh, his boss is, um, Carrie Elwes of, uh, Princess Bride and like Twister. Nice to see him again. Yeah. Um, and Aubrey Plaza plays his like person at the computer, the person who is, you know, looking at the video feeds and telling him where to go and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the, plot here is that they're trying to track down something that this you know the terrorists stole the thing and they need to get it back and uh they get led into um an arms dealer is the one like brokering the sale of it this arms dealer played by hugh grant probably the highlight of the movie he's he's wonderful in this movie um he's gonna be he's not he's not buying it he's not selling it he's just he's just a broker here um but they do some research and find out that hugh grant's character is obsessed with a movie star played by Josh Hartnett. So they uh, recruit the movie star uh, to, to help them and basically get them into uh, a charity event uh, hosted by the arms dealer. And then they further get like an invite to his, uh, his villa somewhere. So it is interesting. <laughs> very, very close to the Nicolas Cage movie of, okay, this uh, bad guy really likes an actor and is going to invite him. And the uh, agents use that to uh, infiltrate the whole thing. 
Um, so I think it might be one of the reasons that they're like, well, this is like coming out at the same time. And they're like, this is people are going to be like, you're ripping it off. But obviously they were made around the same time and they weren't ripping each other off. Um, maybe there was a script or something. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was a lot of fun. That's a lot of people that I enjoy. Uh, I love Josh Hartnett back in the day. It's nice that he's doing some things again. Uh, I said Hugh Grant is a highlight. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is just doing her thing, just being, you know, sarcastic the entire time. And I think it works with this. And, and uh, you know, I love Jason Statham. He's, he's a great action star because he's believable and he's funny. I think he, he really works in these types of movies. So um, it, it was a good time for me. Um, it's probably not the best Guy Ritchie movie, but it is a. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, uh, what was the last one? Not Wrath of Man. What so came Wrath out after of, that? Yeah, Wrath of Man was his last one. That was serious, and it was good. What but, came out um, before that? Then? The Gentleman. So I'd say the this Gentleman. Isn't, this isn't as good as the Gentleman, or like Snatch, but it is like the next level blow. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah, Snatch is a classic. Yeah. All right, so my last one here. Uh, Drum Creed, roll, please. Creed three. So uh, this movie was a huge success. I think it made like sixty million in the first weekend. They thought it'd be like forty million. So uh, I'm sure everyone's celebrating. All the, all the people there. Uh, I thought this was such a fun time. Um, just these movies are exhilarating. It's like I don't know how much I love boxing, but you know I love I love boxing movies. <laughs> Uh, they just they they sell it so well. Um, there is something about boxing movies yeah. that are <clears throat> always good. I mean, think of all the good boxing movies out there. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that uh, that one boxing movie is like one of the best movies ever. Raging Not Rocky, Bull? but uh, Raging the other Bull. One. Raging Bull, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it's just like the, the characters are always interesting and fun, especially in this the Rocky series here, um, and that's really the highlight of this movie. Um, Jonathan Majors as Dame, which is like. Did he really go by Dame in the year 2002? There's only think, one Dame. I don't think anyone went by, by Dame un, until Damian Lillard, but um, I'll, I'll give him, I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, but yeah, the premise here is uh, Dame was uh, a young boxer, a kid with a uh, young Adonis Creed back in the early 2000s. Um, he ends up going to jail and loses 20 years of his life while Adonis Creed becomes the heavyweight champion. And now Dame is out of prison and he wants to, you know, get his career started again. So he, Turns to his old friend to help him get a shot, and uh, they end up as rivals, of course. Of course. Uh, and it is uh, a whole lot of fun. He's just hes just incredible. He's just physically imposing. Like, he looks great. He looks real and authentic, and he's just a great actor. Um, Who's this? Jonathan Majors. He's, <clears throat> he's still new to acting. Or I don't want to say new to acting, but he's only been around for like four years or something, but he's made some good stuff. Uh, the Heart of the ha- They Fall from last year. Uh, one of my favorites, or two years ago, um, good Western. Um, and he's the, the the next big villain of the Marvel franchise. Um, but yeah, he's the highlight. Uh, but there are some some drawbacks. I think if you've been paying attention, Sylvester Stallone is not part of this project. Lame. And um, after watching the movie, I looked further into it. It's it's, it's kind of sad. Um, it sounds like some some bad blood, not, not just between him and the producers, which people knew about, he publicly called them out. Um, but like, I read that like after Creed one, uh, the director writer, Ryan Coogler was going to do Creed two. 
Um, and he had a story outline, but then he left to do Black Panther, which is like a good idea for him. That movie made a billion dollars. Um, and the studio then turned the project over to Sylvester Stallone to write and direct. Um, Stallone didn't end up directing it, but he did write the screenplay, write the story. He made it about uh, Drago's son, which was a fun movie. Uh, but it turns out, I guess, Coogler and Michael B. Jordan were actually not happy about that. Uh, so now when they did Creed 3, they basically kind of forced him out, said, no, we're going to do our idea now. Um, and Ryan Coogler was back as uh, writing the story and producing um, and that was one of my concerns going into this movie was that um, Ryan Coogler produced Space Jam 2, which was a fucking disaster. I never saw it, never planned he on hired, it. He hired his brother to write the screenplay, and it's just like, oh, this is shitty. So again, his brother wrote the screenplay for Creed 3, so that was my, my concern heading in. Um, but it was a good movie, so it all worked out. Uh, Michael B. Jordan did a good job in his first movie. Um, but you do kind of feel like... Yeah, Rocky's not here. And he's not even mentioned. He's not referenced at all. And it's just kind of awkward and weird. I don't know what's going to happen with the future of the franchise. It might be, it's no longer the Rocky franchise. It's the Creed franchise. They might be good movies, but you do feel a little sad for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no reason not to see it. It's still a lot of fun. Always a good montage. Yeah, I've always heard good things about the Creed movies, but I've never seen one of them. I watched, they're, I watched they're all good. three of them this week. I have uh, the first two here. So. Yeah, I'll have to find my way to watch one of them one day or start at number one. I think and then... they, they put them on HBO this week or something. I think I saw. Yeah, they, put sure a, they, are. they put a big thing up there. <clears throat> like, yeah, watch this so you can go see the movie. All right. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, that's it. All right. Well, that'll wrap us up for episode 314 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. Goodbye, and tell a friend. See you later.